This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, you with the iPod. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 79. We're sponsored by youbynow.com and netflix.com, in case you were curious. I got a zoom. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick Week Podcast, episode number 79. I heard a little Hank in there. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> My name is Ron, and I'm here with... Connor. And Josh. And we're from iFanboy.com. All right, we're from iFanboy.com. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. We like the comic books. We read the comic books, and each week one of us, uh, we alternate, and one of us picks the, our favorite comic book that came out that week, for whatever varying reasons that we don't need to justify with you. Um, so, and then I think we do. Actually, we do. That's why we do the show. I think right? that's the point of the whole thing. So, and then every week we come on here to this year podcast and we talk about it, um, kind of like therapy, but with comics. Um, and deep, deep resentment. And so, um, <laughs> but before we get started, I uh, just want to remind you that we're going to talk about what actually happens in the books, little spoilers and stuff, the things that actually, uh, the events within the pages. Otherwise, it would be a short show with all sorts of like, so, you know, because that thing happened. Right, it would be awkward. So, um, so if you haven't read your comics, press pause and come back when you have. God damn you! Um, this week, Josh had the pick. Um, it was a week. Yes, it was. Comics. <laughs> um, they came out. I bought them. There was there was sort was of a lot of involved. After I read them, I I, re- I had to sit down and have a think about what I would I would pick because was it uh, on the toilet when you had to think? I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I read any of these books on the toilet. No, no, that's not right. No, Jonah Hex. Anyway. Uh, I decided this week to go with Strangers in Paradise number 89, uh, which caused no end of... I think I think we've upset the crowds three weeks in a row here. Yeah, we have. That's one for all of us, so nice work, people. Um, Is that the second to last issue? Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I pick it. It's funny because people were, were up in arms saying, you know, 52, you should have picked that, which was because it was the end of that. And, uh, you know, this to me was the end of something much more long-term and much more extreme. Well, it's uh, not the end. It it's is. Close. A, it's a cl- well, no, no, no. But it's not the last issue. Right. But um, listen, and this is the deal: if you haven't read *Strangers of Paradise* or like you know you're reading through it in trades now, right. you might want to skip six, eight, ten minutes ahead. Check the show notes; they'll say when we start talking about the next subject. But I'm right. going to have to talk about what happens. And also, if you don't read *Strangers of Paradise* or you're not, you're just getting started. You're going, you don't understand. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, in the, basically, for I don't know how many years, over ten. 93. 93, so... 93 years? No, it no. started in 93. 14 years now, yeah. uh, we've been watching Will They or Won't They, Francine and Kachu get together. Well, 14 years, yeah. We're and, and, and Francine and Kachu get together here, which is much more significant in my world and in, in probably in Ron's world, and of the 18 people reading this book, no. No, way What do you more. think he's got? Thousands. Ta- thousands. Well, tens I know of thousands. thousands. Like tens of thousands. Ten, ten, twenty, thirty, somewhere. In I'm there. not going to make sales guesses, but I, yeah, don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but but it, yeah, it, but but I mean, it's enough of enough to cause ripples in the comic. Dump. Certainly. Anyway, yeah. if you've been reading this a long time, it finally happened. Like this is like, you know, way more than Sam and Diane getting together, or right. you know, anybody. Uh, they got together, and it, and it, and it, at first I thought, oh, that was kind of non. Plus, it was just sort of happened, and then I thought, you know what? It made sense when, in the terms of these characters and the way that the way that their relationship goes. It happened in a way that made sense to me, um, and I, I really liked that. I was I was happy with it. The more that I thought about it, but I will say I did have to think about it. I got through it about halfway. There was a scene in the beginning, and I wrote about this um, where they reenacted the scene from uh, Goodwill Hunting, uh, where where uh, it was on purpose. I don't know. Yeah. I've decided. I, I I've decided that. That Terry Moore must have never seen that movie, or he wouldn't have done it word for word. Because, because what happens is it's just Tambi, and she's telling Casey, who's freaking out, "It's not your fault." Well, and I have to do it in a Boston accent in my head. It's not your fault. 
And then she breaks down and sobs because she's capitulated, yeah. and, and then she's she's okay then. And I was like, that's really literally exactly the same as that movie. Yeah. And that's a scene I've laughed at a lot in my life. <laughs> Connor really likes it. Either way, like I've like either, whether you like the scene or not, like it stood out. I was like, what the hell was that? Um, Did you notice that too when you read it? No, I didn't. I didn't. Do you see it now? Yeah, no, I saw it. I saw it when I read your review. I yeah. saw it. I, I got and I said I la- I got it. I laughed. Right. No, no, no. I was too busy trying not to look like a a a, a, a weeping ninny on the okay, train. Okay, I, I want to get I want to get to that because that's really interesting to me because I, I wanted to know what you thought about it because it wasn't it wasn't straightforward. It wasn't like the thing is if you wait for lovers to get together for fourteen years, like you expect there to be some big sweeping scene with with you know music and everything, and it didn't really happen like that. It happened kind of silly and kind of embarrassing, and, and uh, Francine stripped all of her clothes off. And I believe this is the first nipples we've seen in a while. In a while, not <laughs> like, but uh, Francine's, yeah, yeah, like, like naked, which yeah. is kind of odd. It, like it struck me. Well, well, the the thing the thing about that is that in the last half of the book, like Terry just went for it. I really got the sense, and I wrote I wrote this too that like he he had to get this out of him, yeah. and it feels to me like even it was drawn really quickly and written really quickly, like it was like I need to get this on page and be done with it, yeah. and it had this sense of rushing and and like let's let's do the thing. Did you did you get that too? Well, I didn't I didn't get a sense of rush, but I definitely understand. I mean, like I I, I don't know if I don't know if he had to get it out of him, but mm-hmm. I think but I think that he got it out of him, like he went for it, and like and. You know, and the thing is, like you said, you wait 14 years for lovers to get together. There was no, you know, like piano music and sun and mm-hmm. sunsets and stuff like that. It was it was awkward and more arguing than loving, mm-hmm. and and but it was everything that these two would be. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the fact that you know, and wh- why I said he went for it is that he he allowed you know he had Francine strip strip, which is harkens back to the first issue right. the, fir- the first volume when she when she um, when she found out that Freddie was her boyfriend at the time Freddie was cheating on her and she yelled at him like what I'm not enough and she starts stripping you know mm-hmm. in public and so it was, the, it was the exact same scene the exact same almost kind of angles and poses yeah. and everything and um, but like he had her strip you know down to her under down to her panties and, and we yeah. see Francie for the first time topless so he kind of went for it the fact that he threw a curse in there they've been cursing in here before but when Francine yells at Catchu and says you'll be so happy you'll be shit in sunshine I was like ooh you had Francine curse I didn't notice that but... yeah he had Francine curse I was like ooh that you know that was a, like it, it got the emotion across and the frustration and the because what happens is that is that you if you think about people and relationships in terms of like uh, the, at least the way I in, in terms of this this book I look at it is almost like um, planets orbiting and stuff like that and you're waiting for the their two planets to kind of get in, in the same kind of rhythm mm-hmm. type thing and for all 14 years they've always been at different rhythms where Francine wanted the perfect you know husband and to be a housewife and all that kind of stuff and Kachu knew that she wanted Francine then Francine wanted Kachu but Kachu didn't want her and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff and you could see that the planets were coming close to each other but it just took a little grabbing the other person and actually throwing your shoe at them and going listen I'm here and you know and and being able to get past all the shit that they've been through and see a future together I mean, again, and fucking the last time this book came out, I was on the train reading I remember that. You Stop were, reading yeah. it on the train. It's, I don't know don't what the Don't read the is. last one on the train. I, no, I, honest, and honestly, it's, it's to the point where I, like, and I, when, I, when I sat down on the train, and this is the first book I read, and I saw on the cover the countdown to final issue, and the countdown's down to one. I know, I thought there was I, like two or three. I just went, God damn it. I was like, God, You're no. You're going to be a mess when the one. You know, I had to, you know, it's like, it just, mm-hmm. you know, it's killing me. And I don't know what I'm going to do with the last one, because this one got me too. I was just like, God but, damn it. But, but, and like I said, this is... This is the end of that love story. Yeah. The, like, or it's just the beginning. Well, no, but like it's the close of the thing. <laughs> I know. He made eyes at me. <laughs> uh, and, and, and one of the, just the last thing is, God, I'm, I'm going to miss his drawing. Well, he's not going to stop. Yeah, but we're not going to see it for a little while is my guess. I mean, maybe he's got the next thing, but I'm guessing yeah. he's going to take a little while either off, I would I, imagine. I would hope he does. <laughs> and then yeah. like some time to develop whatever it is he's doing. Right, yeah. The last time we talked to him, we didn't really know what it was going to be, and I didn't get the sense that he really did either. Yeah. Um, but like, and when I say it was rushed, I didn't, I didn't want it to sound like the was art was urgent? bad. There was, was urgency to the drawings, yeah. and I, I think if you look at the very first section, um, which is which is basically a very an argument between Tamby and Casey, or not an argument, whatever it is. Like all the lines are really crisp and strong, and it's yeah. it's very precise cartooning. And then as you get to the second half, where they're sort of in nature, like it's just a little more sketchy, and it's a little like it, it's urgency is a really good word for it because rushed makes it sound like it's bad, but it's yeah. not. Um, I guess I could see that. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. There was a couple a couple pages towards the end that I thought were lighter than the other ones. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of it. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the other part is if you look through it, having read it, um, I don't need to read the words. 
Yeah. You can look by the motions on their faces as they go back and forth and the things that are happening. Yep. You can tell exactly what is happening. Yep. You can tell the moment that they go from having a fight to making up yep. to being happy. And it, it's like there's there's that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Um, really, really good. I, I'm very satisfied with where it is on. Yeah. be all upset when it's over. Yeah, no, I mean, this, this is, it's just ripping my heart out, Terry Moore. Do you think there's any chance at all that his next thing's going to be any good? I think so. I, I, I mean, it depends on what it is. It's hard, it's hard to say. Like, yeah. maybe it will be good, but it will be good to a completely different type of reader. Yeah. If that makes, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's hard to say. He's going to do some historical fiction, actually. No, I'm kidding. Ooh. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Delicious. no. No, this is good. I was glad to see you pick it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually know if it would have been my pick, but I don't know what would have been my pick this week. But, um,. It was nothing. Bit, nothing it, else felt it just nearly as significant. Me. It just pummels me, punches me. Well, if you're sitting there weeping on a train while chest. reading it, how could that not be your pick of the week? Right? No, I know. Probably it probably would have been. I probably I, I was tempted to go at fifty two. Granted, I've seen him read Newsweek and cry like a little girl. I never read Newsweek, you know yeah. that. I know. <laughs> um, you know Newsweek killed my dad. I don't dad. know what the news. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> um... I, I wasn't sure if there was going to be some pressure to pick 52, issue number 52. Well, uh, let me, why would there be pressure? Let me Because we're at the end of the road after a long year. I can't believe it's been a year. Let me tell you why I didn't. I, I didn't realize I, it came I, out at 5-2. I had to think about Ooh, smile. Why? That's really interesting. It came out on May 2nd. Uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, I kind of do. But at the same time, like, what I really enjoyed about 52 was all the various different stories. Yep. And those have already wrapped up. Like, this is, this I want, is more of an epilogue issue. Yeah, and that's why I didn't pick week. it. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't really care about this part of it. I cared about the character part of it. This part. But this was the this was the whole this was the whole gist of everything. This was it. This is the infinite crisis tie. This is the. Yeah, I mean, this you is, know, there was a lot. There was a lot of important things that happened in the book. But last week was really the, really the end. This was well, more Connor, you're, you're a resident DC guru. Well, I think what hap- what you get in this book is you have um, Wild, Wildstorm as a multiverse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's cross, they've crossed over with it, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got the Rip Hunter and Booster Gold who take a trip through the multiverse to basically set the status quo, the new status quo for everybody. Yeah. And really, it, it's an overview. Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah. good, but it was, it's an overview. And that's what you get. You get Rip Hunter showing us through Booster Gold what the new world is like. Yep. And we've, we visit the, the uh, Kingdom planets. Come world yep. and the... Earth Two World, which I guess is back, and the Wildstorm World, and the yep. Uncle Sam World, and the the Marvels World, and um, the Charlton World. I mean, there's you know, and yep. the 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 bad, the evil. What's what are those called? Like the evil oh, yeah, the, Justice uh, League or whatever they are. Now I'm gonna go out on a on a limb here. No, 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 I'm not gonna go out on a limb. I'm just gonna make a statement that I I like the multiverse. I'm a big fan of of the multiple. Earths. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, on a, on a certain level, if it lets them tell more stories, that's fine. Yeah, but they did do a whole thing so that they could stop it. Yeah, well, point. the problem was they it got too unwieldy. Right. What's to say it's not going to happen that way? And just because more, especially now, I, I would think I don't know because in 1985 I was like 10. Right. Not 10. I eight. was eight. Uh, I can't do math. Um, <laughs> I, I would imagine they weren't people weren't as continuity freakish as they are now. I can't imagine them being anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you've got that many worlds, yeah. it's going to be really hard to keep it running. Right. But I don't. I don't. In principle, I don't. Dis- I don't really dislike it as much as I'm just worried because I know what happened the first. Time. I, that, what my my favorite part of this book uh, was the scene between Booster and Blue Beetle. Yeah. Yeah. It was, nice. it was yeah. like when they they sort of Beetle didn't really know him, and it was it was sort of a touching little moment. Also, the last crisis, Ralph yeah. and Sue um, fl- yeah. floating away together. Yeah. Is that their ghosts? I guess their souls or whatever. Okay. Yeah, um, and I like I like the question handing Gotham back to Batman. Yep, that was. That yeah. was I mean, this was a full of a nice touches. Yep, mm-hmm. but there wasn't like a an issue here. Well, that's and that's exactly why. Like, right. I, literally, I was I was kind of part of me was kind of hoping like it would be great if this was the blow me away issue, but it really wasn't. And it's not to say it was bad. It just no. was this the best thing I read this week? No, it, it really. You wasn't. know what this was? This was the last five minutes of Return of the King. That's a good this point. This is watching yeah. everybody as, and this is where they go, and this is yeah. where the elves go, this yeah, is where right. the hobbits go. Because their real yeah. story still is, is already finished. So yeah, the real story is yeah. over. This is, this is now you just know where everybody ends up. And this is, this is the story wrapped up last, last week, and now we're just seeing, all right, here's where the steel is, and here's where the question is, and here's yeah. where Booster is. Do you see what the title is? What, A Year in the Life? A Year in the Life, which is a play was... on the Beatles' Day in the Life, and they were the Beatles of comics. Oh, good point, yeah. And I still say they're the traveling Wilburys of comics. As opposed um, to the Beatles, I'm, I'm, you know what? At the end of the whole event, I'm going to go ahead and give them the Beatles now because they, th- I think they pulled it off in a way that I didn't expect them to. Yeah, but it's not the fucking Beatles. Well, that would be who would that be? 
that hasn't ever, never been. You know happened. what? You're right because the Beatles were not all superstars when they got right, together. Right, that's what they're, I'm saying. Oh, the Traffic Wilburys, well, not the Traveling Wilburys either, because they were all celebrities when they got together too. No, but the, no. Wait, oh wait, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> the Beatles were not were unknowns when they got together and they made right. they made amazing stuff. The Traveling Wilburys were all well known, got together, did you're some right. good stuff. Not, not nothing amazing. Nothing However, the first album was very, very good. Yeah, it was very, very good. But this but is not a place the podcast. <laughs> <is> <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're on a music podcast. But I would say that this is among recent comic no, events. No. This has been first of all. Yeah, we but it's them... definitely the traveling Wilburys, though. Yeah. Absolutely, we should give them I'm a lot so of respect for. Uh, <laughs> they they broke. Ruck is Roy Orbison. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Everybody. Dylan? I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe at some point in the future we'll do a, a strong overview of this. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. A lot of respect for getting it out on time every week. Yes, I know. They, they get all the, you know, Steve Wacker and the, and the, guy, the, the new Steve Wacker, <laughs> Michael Siglin, get all the credit from it. Michael you know. Siglin, the new Steve Wacker. <laughs> get all the credit. And that was nice to see a little, you know, a special thanks to Steve Wacker. That was nice. You know what? But, um, you know what? All the credit for getting it done and getting it produced. We, we didn't think, we thought they'd miss a week. Yep. And they didn't, 52 weeks in a row, I got to tip my hat to them. What was it that Keith Giffen said? In your face, <laughs> in your, exactly. But um, this this uh, was one year of our lives. It, that's freaking crazy. Like I felt like it just started. Yeah, and, and but, that's scary. Because but oddly enough, I don't look at my stack of fifty two books the same way that I looked at World of Warcraft. So, <laughs> yeah. so the fifty two were the were the, were the Earths were the multi the multi different Earths. Yeah, right. yeah, that kind it's of a lot less than that kind of wasn't stuff. a payoff. So, no, but. Whatever, and the football. <coughs> oh, excuse me. The football thing was kind of a little. Annoying. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. but whatever. Did you, I, did you like the very? The, had they had various artists? I loved that. I thought yeah. it was great. I yeah. Thought, yeah, it it would have tied all together at the end. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, I, honestly, it was really, really good. And all, I think fifty-two was a success. I liked it. Yep. I enjoyed it. Are you all in for countdown? I'm in for countdown. I am for now. I'm, I'm like, oh god, I thought I was going to be done with this, but they were. I, smart. I, I love I they were book. smart enough to figure out. Like, wait a minute, if we keep doing this, they'll buy it. I, 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 I used to love Marvel Comics Presents. Yeah. That was weekly or bi-weekly. I wish they'd was... still stick with two fifty. I don't know what that extra fifty cents just. Yeah, yeah, fifty cents. Yeah, it's not even a stick of gum. Um, but it made me feel better that they made this two fifty because then the whole month it was was ten bucks. Yeah, so I can all right. I don't know. I think the writers. Have, yeah, whatever. We'll talk about we'll talk about countdown when countdown comes out. Yeah. Let's move on to Shazam: The Monster Society of Evil number three. This uh, this was an interesting one. I really liked the first Shazam. The first issue. The first issue. Yeah. I thought the second one was awful. Yeah. I literally fell asleep while I read it. Yeah. Uh, I really liked this one. I liked this one. Yep. Really? Yeah. I had yep. a lot of fun reading it. Yeah, me too. This was back to the, the first issue that was fun. Yeah, I felt like it, yeah, it was getting rolling. And yep. it was, yeah. yeah. I, I, f- I guess I felt kind of amb- ambivalent about it. Yeah. In that, like... Uh, I enjoyed the first one enough. The second one, I didn't really know what to make of, and this one, I was like, I, I'm at this point, I don't really care. I guess. Well, I think, I think for me, the only question mark I have is issue three or four, and I really don't know what the plot is. Well, it's it's what are these big? What things? are these big things? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's one issue left to really. Yeah, know. to wrap it up. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's gonna not, it's gonna be very very much of a. Uh, well, I don't I don't want to suspect it in the fourth one, but. Um, I thought it was fun. I mean, I, I think last... I don't like this version of Mary Marvel. I think she's annoying and stupid. And since the second issue was all he about He also her, hates children. It was all about her. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I thought that's why the second issue suffered so much. But this mm-hmm. one was fun. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Now, now one of the things that, that came up about this issue that I noticed is that there was sort of a, a political doctrine of sorts. Well, there's a parody of, of our current political situation. Yeah. See, I didn't get that at all. I, I, felt, I didn't feel like that was, that was at all relevant. Well, the Department of Heartland Security. Well, that's that's yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek, sat, you know. But you know. I mean, it's Doctor Savannah. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's Doctor yeah. Cheney. Right. No, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's exactly. not even yeah. close to anything. Other than calling it Heartland Security, he's not. Yeah. I didn't get at all a parallel to our current. Situation. I think it's pl- I think it's playing off of our current our current environment, and that that's where it. I mm-hmm. mean, Josh, you might have read more into it than we did, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, it's possible. I, I just kind of. Like I thought about this as just being a really simple sort of story that that anybody can enjoy, and I, I just, I mean, I, there's, I, there's well, that no, I will agree with. It. I thought what it is now is not what I thought it was going to be, and I and I really liked that it was that because we've had enough people ask us what books they can buy for kids, yeah, and I and I never have enough. So answers you wouldn't for recommend them. this for kids anymore? Uh, no, I mean, there was, I, I, I don't know what it was, so that's kind of lame. But there was a moment in here where I thought, oh, that's not good for kids. Yeah, it was some sort of sexual reference or something like that, and I was just. I thought this was going to be like an all ages book when it first started. Yeah. It's not. It's yeah. not. Which is fine. I don't mind, but it, uh, it's not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, the, the bad guys they kick their asses. Yeah, but there was something else. Yeah, was, but there was just this thing about like 
go fight the terrorists and stuff like that. And it's just like some. I, don't, I mean, and then, I mean, there's, some, there's places to do that, and I, I don't know. It didn't feel like it fit here. I guess, yeah. I, you know, you know, far be it for me to say you shouldn't do, you know, right, you know. Yeah, I am, but it just fell out of place in this one. I mean, if anything, I just thought, I just thought it it, it fit into the vernacular of our time. Yeah, it's, it's more of more of a yeah. vocabulary. And I think the the villain is so goofy. He's a four foot tall, you know, yeah. bald dude with big glasses. He's not yeah. even close to being anything you could mm-hmm. yeah. make an allegory towards anyone in the current world. Well, right. let's uh, let's let's take allegory a little further. Um, and just really quick, I wanted to go. Are we done with that? I don't yeah, wanna... sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of books. A lot of books. Uh, the Avengers: The Initiative Number Two, uh, which had a very real. George allegory. W. Bush show up in the book. That's not allegory so much as it is sledgehammering right. over your head with. Yeah, I the, the I, I liked this issue. Did I had heck of a fun job with Pimmy? it, but I hated that part. Did you say that really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck of a job, Pimmy. You're doing yeah. a heck of a job, Pimmy. Basically, this felt like Dan Slott. This was Dan Slott saying, "I can I can write George W. Bush, and you're going to be really funny," and that take me right the hell out of it. Yeah. I really liked the rest of this. I had fun with it. I thought. Um, I thought the uh, make make scary guy people whatever his name is trauma. Oh yeah, yep, yep. I, yep. I liked how he affected the different people. That and was how great. he affected yep. Hank Pym. Yep. And it was a lot of fun, and they just threw everybody into it, and that was the stuff was going down. But the George Bush showing up in the middle of it, like, and it was him writing George Bush as you would write him like for a Saturday Night Live sketch kind of. I, I, I get I the fact that you know Marvel's in the real world and George Bush is the president and it's a government agency, so he'd be there. But I didn't buy the book. But I read some of Josh's copy, yeah. and I just like this is too ham-handed. I didn't get the same SNL vibe from you as as the Bush thing, but I did roll my eyes, and I just kind of I just kind of moved past it very quickly. I guess it's good, but like at the it ends on a cliffhanger, and I just went ah because it ends. The, yeah, I mean that's the point of it, you know. But I was just it's like, let it, me introduce you your new private tutor. Dot dot dot. And there's nobody yeah. there, and they say something at some point. Actually, the clue is. As a bodyguard, since M Day left me without my powers, right. so it's somebody who used to be a mutant who's lost their powers. Right. I would have liked to have seen maybe a full page reveal and then end. That would have been enough of a that's, cliffhanger. You know, well, like, that's not you know. a cliffhanger. Then that's well, yeah. Well, no, the context well, of why and what's going to happen and stuff like that. Well, no, you want to know. Who's speaking be, of so why, you, that's ex- yeah. like what you're describing is exactly what happens in a Why the Last Man. You turn that yeah. last page. The last page shows you who it is. But what's going to happen? Why is that significant? What is yeah. it? I guess we'll never know. Or like in JSA. But I guess you know that's the way that it's normally done is how yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And this was – it this certainly is... makes me want to check out what the next issue Oh, is. yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So yeah. in that sense it worked. Anyway. Yeah. Astonish me. Astonish you with Astonishing X-Men. Um, it was another Whedon <laughs> week, by the way. Did you know Whedon had – Three Buffy, books. Buffy came out yeah. And, yeah, and Runaways. Yeah. So um, of the Whedon week, uh, this, this uh, Astonishing was the one that we decided to talk about here. Um I, I, it's just good. It just continues to be good. This was a little more to me like one of those earlier ones when I was reading, and I didn't really know what was happening. Oh no! I'm I, not, I mean, like, this is like the action's happening. I mean, this is. The, I, the, I th- and I, and yeah. I've, I've been reading reading comments about it and things like that. It feels mm. like there's two minds of this. Yeah. And I think X Men people and people with more of a, you know, knowledge of what's going on are like really digging this. And yeah. those of us who don't have quite as full a, a knowledge of it. <laughs> <laughs> Connor shaking. Connor shaking. What does that mean? That means I really loved it. I have no. Oh really? <laughs> okay. That's, no, that's no. That's, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like I know what the story is. They're on this world. They're trying to find. They're trying to find what's going on with Colossus. They're, you know, they're trying to stay alive, and that's what we all need to know. It's just he for wastes. me. He nails all the characters. He and, did, and, yeah. and I feel like this, the, the art in this is, is is better than it normally was. For some I, 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 yeah, the art was really good in this issue. Yes. You know what's weird to me is I'm still not used to Cyclops without a visor. Yeah, no, I know. So it's yeah, like... It's hard. Who's yeah. that guy? It's just like, oh yeah, that's Cyclops. Like, yeah. it's, it's just weird. The, well, the, 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 the dialogue... He should the, be really pale here. Jesus. No, because he's got no he sun around his eyes. Right. He wears uh, glasses. Well, 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 he takes what? the visor off. But I thought the dialogue in the beginning amongst the team was really good because what, what I think is going on, what's going on with, with this story, with this particular story arc, is that they go off into space and they're doing, they're really doing well. The team and the getting separated and getting back, getting back together and then separating again. You know, similar to it happened in Star Wars all the time mm-hmm. when they would, you know, when they were, you know, right. like, you know, at one point they all separated and they all came back and they all separated. And um, you know, and I felt like when they when you're gonna die here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when exactly, exactly. Uh, don't get me into that scene. 
Um, and like when Wolverine, you know, it looks like Wolverine's got a new teenage girl. Uh-huh. Which is weird. Which is weird, exactly. It's another Asian. Um, but girl. you know what? Yeah. He's replacing Jubilee. Is it just um, me, or or is Wolverine with his little girl thing? Like, it's never a weird sexual thing, though. No, no never, it's like because no, like 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 when you say it's a little weird, that implies that, but they've never ever implied that about Wolverine. Yeah, no, yeah. no, He seems to mentor teenage girls. Right, exactly, which is bizarre. But um, and then the Colossus, Colossus a kitty, Colossus a kitty, yay, kitty got naked. Is, is Colossus going to not come back from this? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't think that they. I'm, this is this canon or not? I don't know. I don't even. Know. What do you mean? Does this take? Is this real? Like, yes. is this in continuity? Yes. Well, because I mean, they, this was this the book that brought Colossus back? Yes. Yes. I think it would be odd to kill him again. Uh, has he showed yes. up anywhere else? No. Uh huh. But of course, none of these characters have, except for Cyclops and Emma, and Kitty, Wolverine. and Wolverine, and everybody else but yeah, Cyclops. That's a good point. With Beast. Colossus. Beast yeah. is an initiative. Beast, yeah. He's an initiative. Yeah, the only person who never used any, so he might have. Fascinating. He might not be coming back from this one. That's I think that point. would be kind of a waste. I do too, especially after bringing him back. Remember when he well, came to, back? To bring him back, I freaked out when yeah, he came did, back. Yeah. I could, was that were you doing the podcast back then or now? Yeah, we were. Where were we? Yeah. Oh, I, free, I remember freaking out. We've been doing the podcast for seventy nine weeks. Holy shit, that's the longest I've done. Did Scott Lobdell kill him? <laughs> uh, I don't know if Lobdell wrote it. I think he did. The legacy virus cure. So stupid has to be airborne has to be injected in somebody but they'll die okay, it was so awful it was let's awful. not get him down that rabbit hole that was awesome I want to keep doing that I want to keep baiting him like that so um, checkmate number 13 which was the first issue of the checkmate outside which I didn't crossover. realize was called the checkout crossover <laughs> where they just swished their logos unfortunate together unfortunate name choice I think uh, it's, such, it's such a marketing thing let's, yeah. call, it, let's call it checkout <laughs> yeah but that means leave exactly <laughs> Um, so, so you, Stop so I don't paying need, attention do, do to. Do you need the outsiders? Oh yeah. So I don't get. I don't understand why this is happening. Well, this yeah, has been building. This has been building for a while. There've been yeah. some mentions between the two books. Uh, the outsiders. Uh, I guess it's not really in this one, but the outsiders was a rogue. They were a team. They faked their own deaths. Okay. Uh, in the infinite crisis, in the missing year, they yeah. faked their deaths mm-hmm. uh, to become come come back as a rogue. Superhero force that goes yeah. in and takes out dictatorships and they but go with in. Nightwing though. Yeah, I wouldn't think Nightwing would do that. Yeah, Seems out of character. It's a little out of character. Okay, is it Jason Todd? <laughs> no, it's, it's, oh, it's, okay. it's Jed Winnick's fault. Really, uh, it's a little bit out of character. Okay. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, they're, so they're a rogue. They're, they're under the radar. They do shit that, you're not, that superheroes aren't supposed to do. They don't kill people, but they 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 get their hands dirty. They don't okay. react. They proact. Yep. Um, check, checkmates have them on their radar. Because yep. they're causing international incidents, they blew up a country or a yeah. government or something. Okay. So this is—they're coming to a head now. Now checkmates finally decided to take down the outsiders. All right, cool. So and now then, that's what I kind of figured, and I mm-hmm. thought this was pretty good. I'm, 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 I'm hoping that this is this is an issue that gets this book more more notice. Yeah. I, I don't know that outsiders well, has a bigger, much bigger audience, but well, I think the the iFanboy stance on checkmate is that if you're not reading this, you should. Regardless, yeah. regardless of anything you else you read, you don't need to be steeped in. DC history or superheroes or anything like that this is good or like you know pro queen just, country just come, kind of you stuff you just yeah. come here after you've read it uh, and we'll talk about it and then I will ask the questions that you're thinking of, wait who was that guy yeah, why exactly. did this happen well it still cracks me up on the intro page when there's like 14 people mm-hmm. and who they are and, and I, I, it still bothers it's me it's still but. a little hard to remember the black queen's bishop like when they're like black queen agrees with white queen's bishop and the, the, uh, it's like oh I can't do it when they talk like that it gets bizarre I have a strong dislike of, of crossovers like this. Yeah, I can't stand having to go start to buy another issue. Another, so another that means you won't series. be buying Outsiders Forty Seven. Yeah. I haven't decided. This is an old school crossover. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, it is, yeah. and and I get it. I know why they do it. I know it's important and need to have a bigger audience or whatever. But yeah. I just there's like in my mind is always there was like an Avengers crossover. I don't remember what it was, but it was within the last five years where like yeah. I had to buy Quicksilver number seven, yeah. and that just pissed me off. Like that I had to do that. I I don't like. Yeah. I'm it's buying this extra, series. It's only two extra books, though. I, I get that, but I buy a lot of books. But you, I, also, I imagine you don't have to. I mean, I, I, I bet you if you don't buy The Outsiders... I barely knew what was happening in this one. I think so. you're going to well, have to. But the thing is, I barely know what's going on in Checkmate as it is, and I still like it, though. Right. Yeah, so No, I, I didn't... I mean, like, it wasn't bad, I guess. I didn't really know what was happening, because I didn't know who any of the characters were. Yeah. Um. You know, it was well done. It didn't seem like it was a bad comic. Yeah. Uh, I just... I wanted... I, I don't... I just want to read this book. So just read it. Well, I can't. You can. 
I think I think you're gonna have to. It's gonna be linear. It's gonna be linear. Well, let's find out. Don't buy outsiders. You buy outsiders, and then and then and then we'll circle back and we'll decide. Especially since Winnick and and Ruck are writing each issue together. They're writing them together. It's on the cover, even. Yeah. It's gonna be. it's going to be integral, I think. Because, like, yeah. at the end of it, I, I don't want to pick up another series. I tried Outsiders when it came out. I didn't really Understood. like it. You know? yeah. I guess I guess what I'm saying is that you you, you probably don't have to. I Although, know. it looks and like next... Bar conversation. It looks but like the take... next issue is going to be the big, like, night, Dick yeah. Grayson, Sasha scene. But she lured issue. him there. Which I don't is think what she knew that. No, it, no, at some point she said... He'll come find me. She knew he was coming. Yeah. She, but she didn't know when. Yeah. I think that... See, he I think that she... I think that she planned it from the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That's what I get. I think she's damn good at this stuff, and she yeah. waited for him to get there, and that's how he got in Could and everything. I, so. I imagine you liked this because it was it was it was a lot of good, good old fashioned dick. Yeah. <laughs> and Connor likes the deep dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're twelve. Uh, no, but okay. I mean, I think I think next issue is going to be the big like first ever Nightwing Sasha talk about Batman stuff, which might be oh, interesting. Which you might find interesting. Do you really think that'll happen? They said it's, that's 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 in the interview for checkout. They said one of the great things was they, that Nightwing and Sasha have never talked about the fact that she knows who Batman is and she was dating Batman. She loved Batman, so she must know who he is. Probably, but they've never actually talked before. That's interesting. So that's 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 what they were looking forward to writing that scene. I think that it's probably that is interesting. I like that last cool. page. It's real nice. Yeah, cool. No, I'm, I just I just hope that this brings more people to the book. Yeah, yeah but does too. does. Outsiders. Do the outsiders have that big of an audience? No, either? but it can't no. be that much smaller than Checkmates. Did you hear that Greg Rucka was saying that somebody told? I think it was on one of those things that he said somebody was telling him that that he's like it's really complicated and he hadn't realized it and he's like maybe that's what's keeping people away. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, so speaking of crossovers, uh, World War Hulk began this week in the Marvel world, and now I know up to this point we haven't really paid Hulk any mind really with the whole Planet Hulk and stuff like that. Didn't read it. Right. I figured. It's just starting. I'll give it a shot. I'll take a look at what came out this week. Um, uh, Planet, oh no, World War Hulk prologue came out, which was like an issue that you. Guys Peter David made. wrote it, didn't he? Yeah, Peter David wrote it. That pretty much wrapped up and summed up everything that's been happening for the past year with the Hulk. And then Incredible Hulk 106 came out. And before you get started, yeah, I was two seconds away from buying those two comics. I had them both in my hands at the store. Yep, and I went. Mm. Now, here's no, the, like I the, was so close to buying them. My message to you guys is that if you're not reading this, it looks like you're going to be missing out because this looks like it's going to be a shitload of fun. Yeah, like, I, I, looks, I'm getting that feeling, and I might go back and buy this. Pro, pro, the prologue summed up everything that happened, and essentially all you need to know coming out of the prologue is that Hulk. We know Hulk got sent away by Illuminati. That's probably where you last remember yeah. Illuminati put him in the ship and sent him off because he was too much of a thing. Uh-huh. He went to a planet. He became a gladiator. He conquered the planet. Took a queen. Then so now he's pissed and he's coming back. And Prologue Hulk just has a big spaceship full of his little alien buddies who he threw over that other planet with. And Hulk standing on the outside on the top of the ship with a big sword aimed at Earth, just coming right at Earth. Like, that's how the book ends. Like, him on the ship holding the sword waiting to get to Earth. So he's going to kill all the people? Yeah, pretty much. And See, he's, you know what I think? He's, well, he's, he's pissed at the Illuminati. And, and it did a really good job of explaining his rage and his anger at individual in the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk number one, 106 was written by uh, this Greg Pak guy, um, who and it was penciled by Gary Frank, who did the I love Greg Frank, yeah. yeah, really good. I find it fascinating. See, there's there's the there's Hulk on the ship just waiting. Mm-hmm. This I found this issue fascinating because Hulk's not actually in this issue. He's in the issue in the form of flashback, and I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be hysterical. I don't know if I'm gonna buy every issue in this crossover. Right. I looked at the checklist and it's daunting. But I'm gonna buy what, what, Incredible Hulk, and you know. See, for me, you say Hulk goes to another planet and becomes a gladiator and fights. Yeah, I would no, no interest in that. Right. But I, I think I might be interested in, in him coming back, pissed off the Illuminati. Exactly. So it with, might be, with alien buddies. It might behoove me to read the prologue because I have no yeah. interest in Hulk fighting. No, you can. No, the thing is, if you read the prologue, I think if you read the prologue, you can ultimately get what has happened with Planet Hulk and just move on and dive right into this. Right. And. The, and Pat and Greg Pak is writing this whole thing, orchestrating it. Like he's got he's got a, his finger on the pulse of the Hulk. And actually, there's a lot of talk about when he was in Champions and with Hercules and Iceman and Angel and mm-hmm. Black Widow. And it, and it ends with um, this kid, this mysterious kid, talking to Hercules and Angel. And it made me remember a time in Marvel when you know how we're kind of siloed now. There's X Men and there's yeah. Avengers and there's Fantastic. There was a time in like the late '70s, early '80s where like 
mutants were on teams with Avengers, and yeah. like, it didn't it really matter. Up, yeah. yeah, and this really reminded Beast me that. Beast was an Avenger, there and was I'm, the Defenders. Yeah, Angel and Iceman yeah. were in the Defenders and the Champions. Like, I'm kind of excited for that, you yeah. know, so even though I hate this Angel costume, but whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Planet Hulk, I'm on board. So all of you who are curious, if any of us are going to be listening to talking about Planet Hulk, I'm your man. At very least you, I might do that. Yeah. Hulk is, to me, what uh, many Vertigo titles are to Ron. Sure, fair enough. I just... It's it's like anathema to me. I just right. don't care. Yeah. yeah. Never okay. have. But it's, I've tried. it's fun. It was fun. It might be, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, cool. So um, That's stuff for the books for the week. That was quite a week. Any other books we did not talk about and you want to talk about, you can go to ifanboy.com and go to the Pick of the Week thread and talk about anything else there. Yeah, but when you get tired of watching com- uh, reading comics, watching you, can, comics. you can watch a movie. Yeah. And you can watch a movie by going to Netflix. Well, that's super. <laughs> Why don't I tell you about it? <laughs> Netflix, they've um, Netflix.com. They've got over seventy-five thousand titles. They got HD DVD and Blu-ray. And if you're into that, um, they've got no late fees. For, it's this mail-order DVD thing where you go there, you pick the movies you want, they send them to you. You send them back when you're done watching it. Um, you keep them for as long as you want. Uh, plans start from four nine nine and up. Um, and if you sign up now, you get a free two-week trial. So go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. Really important to remember the www. So that's www. And the slash ifanboy. Yeah, d- yeah, sure, exactly. www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. And, and if, you, if you sign up, you can be our friend. Yeah, oh, it's true. Exactly. If you go on Netflix, uh, search us out. We're on there. You can join our friend list. Netflix is the new Facebook. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Listener email time. All right. Our first letter is from Benny from Long Island, Ron. Benny. He's your friend, probably. Uh, Do you know home. Benny? I don't know Benny. He says the article. We all knew each other. <laughs> the, no. The, art- the, uh, the article might be different by the time you read this, but on Wikipedia it says Jim Shooter started writing comics at 13. I don't believe that. He probably edited himself to make himself look cooler. Oh, no. Do you know oh, the truth? Benny, ouch. Ben, that is true. That he is, lied about his age. That is absolutely true. Yeah, exactly. And so, Jim Shooter, he could really write the comic books back then, too. Uh, he did a, a very brief good job. Snop, yeah. Didn't he do his Legion of Superheroes? Uh, was it at DC? Yeah. Was it was Legion Jim Shooter, very important. Yeah, so it's, very, very he, it's funny because like, he left at sort of a weird thing, and he's sort of known as a... I don't want to say a villain, but he's he's got some. Uh, he got a mixed mixed roof. Yeah, but yeah. but he was real good and he was really important. The point is, he absolutely did write comics when he was thirteen. He sent yes. a proposal in. They didn't know how old he was. He lied about it. He was writing it. By the time they figured it out, he was only thirteen. It was too late. Yes. So so there. How about how about you show a little backbone, huh? Yeah, Benny. Do some um, comics. So <laughs> our next uh, email comes from Joe, and this is a little long one, but I'm going to read it in its entirety because I think it's important too. Um, a few months back, Joe asked a question on the forums about which comics people would suggest for him to pick up. Well, he did pick up quite a few at his local comic book store, and they were definitely great su- suggestions. Now, here comes the bad part. This is Joe's list. So the forum people were good. Yes. We were, we, everybody gave great suggestions. Joe went to the comic store. Here's his, sto- here's his tale. I was treated like a complete idiot. I went into the store with a suggestion list. I spoke to the owner who proceeded to call me a quote-unquote poser. Yeah, poser. And he told me that he didn't have time to help someone who, quote, wasn't serious about comics. I looked around the shop for myself, picked up a few other, com- few other comics that looked interesting and went to pay for them. While I was waiting to pay the guy, he went on a rant about how the internet has quote-unquote destroyed the comic business. Then he just took his comics that I had placed on the counter and put them on the shelf behind me and told me to try somewhere else. Now, I didn't say a single bad thing. I didn't even get upset at his bashing me. I, I said I'd go somewhere else, and he, hit a, and he hit a parting shot on my way out the door by saying, quote, my shop is for fans, not fanboys. So obviously, I'm not going back there again. My questions are... One, are most comic shop owners so clickish that when it comes to their product, it seems to me that, that he'd want a sale, especially the amount I had there. It was only, if only around $100. Not a lot of money, I know, but I felt like it was enough for someone who's trying to get back into comics. Two, are there any newbie-friendly, is there a newbie-friendly spot online or somewhere I can go so I can catch myself up on everything related to comics so I won't seem like such a quote-unquote poser? The second question is heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. He shouldn't have... <sighs> God, it's awful. I, I want to think that this is an aberrant thing. I don't absolutely. I, 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 I always knew you were going to say that. I yeah, always I say this, and you guys always catch shit, and then we get emails like this. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, yeah, there are more stores like this than there are good stores. I hey, Joe, can you, I, can you write in and tell us what store that was? Yeah. You know, because because that's not how a store should behave. And it actually, you know, it kind of it's kind of annoying because that's what brings us gives us gives us a bad name yep. as fans and everything. The thing is that you're absolutely right. I I worked in retail. I think we've all I mean we've all worked at some time. You never turn away a sale. I don't care. I mean, like I worked in a music store where, is, where it's even snobbier than yeah, comics. But the problem is, you, it's not snobbishness. Well, hang on. You would never. I would never take someone's CDs away and go, ah, oh, you don't know what real music is like and not sell it to them. That's ridiculous. 
That's absolutely ridiculous. I still think I've been in a lot of good comic stores. No, I think there are good comic stores. There are good ones, but just as many good ones there are bad ones. Yeah, I've been exactly. in a ton of bad I don't, ones. I, don't, I, I haven't been in a lot of bad comic books, yeah. stores. I've, I've had luck with them, so I don't know what you're talking I mean, I've been in ones where like the guys who ran them were really cool and knew lots of stuff. Yeah. And I've been in stuff where they didn't talk to me and didn't say anything anyway, so didn't like I, I couldn't tell you one way or another. Right. But, I've been to the really... Well, look at Ithaca. Yeah, but I had the feeling that guy was just kind of ribbing us. No, no, I saw that guy treat other people. Part, Did he? People work there, yeah, yeah. Like you don't know what you're talking about, or whatever. Like kind of dismissive and stuff like that. Right. He didn't turn away a sale. Right. But, but, but yeah, like, but yeah, but so I mean, Joe, write in, let us know what the store is, and also let us know where where you live, where you're from, and we'll see if we can get some suggestions of a better store. So I think a lot of stores are run by people who want to have a place to hang out with their friends. Yep. Yeah, but how are they going to stay in business like that? They barely bucks. do. A hundred bucks is a ton of money at yeah, a comic book store. Exactly. I mean, like somebody sells a hundred bucks in a day. That's good. For, that's real good for them. So. I don't know. I'm wondering. I'd really love to hear like a, a beat for beat note on how it went down. Like I went in, I said, "Hey, I I want to look for some of these. Is there anything else?" Like I want. Yeah. What would make somebody react like that? Well, right. he said yeah. he went in with his list and talked to the guy about it. And the guy said he was a poser. Like he's not supposed to. Like you're supposed to know. You're supposed to have a list, which is just yes. bullshit. Like you get into it somehow. Like like it's. I don't even work at my store when I hear somebody who says that they're new. I I make suggestions to them. You know? Yeah, I mean, try yeah, to embrace them. Too. You know. So, but as far as the second question, a newbie friendly spot online. Just stay stay with us, dude. Just if you have a question, post on the forums, and everybody will the take point care is, of you. You, don't you, know, need like, to, you shouldn't feel like a poser yeah. because you don't know the stuff. That's stupid. You're not going to seem like a poser. That it doesn't matter. There's, exactly. there's absolutely nothing uncool about not knowing about comic books. Because honestly, that's what's so fun about talking about them. Yeah. Is, is when like, who is this? And then you hear the whole story. I, I know, yeah. but like, if, if if somebody's telling you that you're not okay because oh, you yeah, don't know sure. every minutia of this bullshit, yeah, because it's bullshit. It's yeah. fun, <laughs> but come on, <laughs> seriously. So. So yeah, so Joe, get back in touch with us. Find a different shop. Don't go there again. And 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 uh... yes, yeah. and and don't and firebomb them. No, I, John, I, I didn't we say didn't that. say Jesus. that. Jesus, <laughs> John from Buffalo, New York, wrote in, and also um, Marion E wrote in with the, almost the exact same question. Um, so two for one. All right, two for. Uh, my question is whether or not to invest a year, my year in DC's countdown. I'm not a DC person. Truly, I'm a Marvel fan, and I didn't pick up 52 at all. But the stuff I've read about Countdown has, my, has me interested enough. My true concern is all, will I be able to follow what's going on having not read 52? Mm. That's I've a question two, that's come up a lot. I've got two answers. Yeah. One, on one hand, I say, you're a Marvel fan, you don't really know what's going on in DC, eh, just skip it. But on the other hand, I say, you're interested by it, you're piqued by it, give it a shot, and try it. I, well, you know, like, I can go either direction on this. I have two different answers. Okay. But okay. that's going to be four for you if you're counting. Okay, and then Connor will add two more. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, well, I mean, if, do we know if it's going to have to, if you're going to have to have read 52? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's not out yet, so we can't tell you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, going into 52, I didn't know anything about who anybody was. I still don't. And I had fine time A good with storyteller it. Will, will get yeah. the story and, across. You know, that's, that's actually, I'm thinking if this is something that spans the DC universe and has lots of characters and things, it's going to be a really good way to learn about the DC yeah. universe. That's an excellent point because I've learned so much from 52 to be exactly. honest with you. I didn't know who Rip the Time Hunter was. Or I think you're going to be Hunter. all right. I still don't know who he is. By the first. Rip the Time Hunter. You Rip know, Hunter is thing. He's the Time Cop? His, name, his last name is Hunter. Right, Rip, Rip Hunter the Time Hunter. Pirate. What's his the name? Time Rip cop. Hunter of the Time Pipe Cop. He's, he's a, he's a, he watches over the time stream. Time Rip it's like Ron Richards, and he watches over the time stream. Rip Hunter is his name. I don't watch the time stream. Rip Hunter of the Time, but he's the Why time Why are we something. talking about this still? <laughs> Rip Hunt? Anyway, just buy Rip it. Hunt. <laughs> we're 12, we're 12. I think there's a lot of buyer's remorse for people who didn't buy 52. Yes. I feel like they left I know out. Pe- and I know people who are starting to come out of the woodwork now going, I was waiting for the trade. Ah, suckers. <laughs> yeah, right, you were waiting for the trade. Yeah, so. Anyway, so. You um, buy the first probably three, four. If you don't like it by then, you probably you won't. You can stop. Yeah. yeah. That's it's okay thing. to stop. Yeah, once, just because you sign up, for, just because you start buying doesn't mean you have to buy the whole year. Well, what's, what's it? Three times 52, so it's $156. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And then take that 50 cents off of it. Yeah. From, you know. So, anyway, so, um, so John and Marion, there's your advice. Tell us what happens. There um, it is. Take it or leave it. What are you going to do? Michael from Port Jefferson, New York, which is also on Long Island. <laughs> the last one was from Buffalo. Do we, we only have listeners fir- here? Our first one was from Long Island. Long Island represent. I'm very happy with my Long Island crowd. Thank you. Do you know people. Michael? I know me and Michael go way back. I, I wonder where Joe's store is. What um, if it's Long Island? No, I don't know. Well, Joe didn't say where he's from. Okay, anyway, so Michael from Port Jeff. Um, I had recently been reading Peter Milligan's run on X-Force slash X-Statics and realized that I've never really heard you guys mention it on the show. 
To me, it represents one of the high points of comics in the last ten years, taking basically a tragic layover of the frightening late 90s and replacing it with something truly revolutionary. Just curious as to what opinion you guys have on it, as I recall it being quite polemic when it first printed with either people loving it or hating it. Great word. Yeah, polemic. Jesus. Um, I loved it and hated it. I started out loving it ended up hating it. Because I loved Allred's art, and I hated Milligan's stories. <laughs> then you loved and hated at the same time. Well, no, because I kind of gave Milligan the benefit of the doubt, but by the end of it, it just, it just I thought it was a great concept, executed poorly. I, I wonder love... if you would have liked it if it wasn't X-Men. It had nothing to do with X-Men. Okay. I loved the only it thing if... that had to do with X-Men was the X. That was yeah. it. I loved it at first, and then I realized it was a one. It was about a one-note joke. Exactly. And then I started getting really, really. really I bought bored. about six or seven of them. Same thing. It was yeah. like, oh, this is really, this is really interesting and funny. Oh, this is the same story again and again, and I'm done. Yeah. Like yep. it was, it was good for about half a year. Yeah. I think the fir- I think a long time ago it may have been a pick of the week. Yeah. First one yeah. or so. When I it first it started, I thought it was a breath of fresh air. And yeah. It was amazing and yep. like it was revolutionary. But then, but then towards the end of it, it got really tired. It didn't. And yeah. you probably held on a lot longer. Than oh, I, I held did. on the whole run. Yeah. Seek. Yeah. I got. Yeah. I thought it ran out of steam for me very soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. That's that's why we don't talk about it because it doesn't. And also because it happened six years ago. <laughs> um, and the podcasting didn't exist. So if you have any questions for us, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. We'd love to get the email. And say where you're from. Yes, please. So we can, so we can uh, help you out. So we can try not to have them all from the same damn place. How, do hey. you, how does it end up that we have with all Long Island emails, Ron? I don't know. It's not like I go around Long are, Island going, hey, email my are these just Are these just your relatives? It, it's a coincidence. No, I don't really know anyone <laughs> left on Long Island. It's, from it's my Ron at his computer going, all right, I'll be Michael, Michael this time. Poor Jeff. From no. Massapequa. So I'm in the mall and I was walking around. And, I, said, and just... I thought I thought I could get like a really nice Venom shirt, you know, but like have it like be way oversized. So now the thing is, is that Michael shops at the Smith Haven Mall, but depending on where Benny's from, he probably shops at the Roosevelt Field. All righty then. And I shop at the Walt Whitman. So, anyway. <laughs> all right. So that one um... has a wicked good Arapa style. <laughs> Why are you doing a Boston? That's all I noticed. I was in Boston. Yeah, it was. You said a wicked good Arapa oh, style. Oh, wicked. Well, the, the accent. That was in Spider Man. <laughs> Okay, ah, so um, all right, let's go. Into if you, oh, yeah. if you, never <laughs> read ecstatic. Wheels are coming off. Wheels are coming off. Wheels are coming off. If you have, maybe you, you think ecstatic sounds interesting. You, you never read it, it or um, that's that's a different sponsor. <laughs> what? It's like Comic Hole is you by now. All right. Anyway, you could still go to Comic Hole, but for this week, <laughs> why don't you check out? Why don't you check out youbynow dot com? Yeah. Uh, which is uh, y o u. <laughs> I, I get it now. You were talking about comics when yeah. it's about these things. Okay. I'm, I'm losing it. The wheels. Have, you know what it is? It's the huh. first episode where it's been really hot. I know. And it really fucking is. is. This isn't really hot. Long time <laughs> listeners, original OG fans, OG I will, family. will remember during the last summer, we spent a lot of time talking about heat. Oh, and fuck it's me. It's not even hot, hot yet. It's, it is, it dude. Is no. Really it's hot. It's not hot yet. I know. This is nothing compared to what it's. We're all in the same room. Too, I've got right? a we heat headache. Yeah, you know, me too, and I'm starting to get hot under the collar. Maybe it's because all I've eaten today is cookies. <laughs> you think that might have something to do with it? So you, you buy cookies are, are that cookies that cookie show. By the way, it wasn't like, hey, it would be funny. That's what they eat. And they're like, I don't, I don't know why I don't feel good. I've eaten all these cookies. Those fortify me, right? <laughs> Alright, so, so go to youbynow.com and you can get all your uh, action figures and statues and stuff like that. Um, you know, stuff like DC Direct and Marvel Legends and um, Star Wars figures and the like. So go to y-o-u-b-u-y-n-o-w.com, youbynow.com. Check them out today. Aren't there eggs and cookies? That's dairy. Are they? No, they're not. Not Endemans. Endemans, also from Long Island. <laughs> You guys have eaten all those cookies, <laughs> and it says twenty five percent more eggs in on it. it. There are no eggs in it. People apparently don't like it when we eat while talking about <laughs> comics. So, all right, let's let's move on to the voicemails then. Oh, there are eggs, and they're in bold. Yeah. Why are some pro- uh, ingredients in bold? Because they're nutritional. No, they're not. Wheat flour is in bold. Milk, in bold. wheat flour, eggs, this soy is, protein. <laughs> this is not comic books. You should see my face right now. Like the look of just belief. Like it's, it's like they just. It's like they just swore at my mother. I'm just like I can't believe you're doing this. My All right, head hurts. put the cookie down. Voicemails. No. Nope. Oh, Jesus. All right, the first one. Uh, he's worried. Hey, this is Eddie from Florida, California. And I'm just calling because it's like a couple of days before Spider-Man 3 is set to premiere. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel um, I'm just a little worried about what I've seen. You know, I mean, we've we've seen the commercials and trailers, and yeah, it looks good overall. But I'm really worried that they just pack way too much stuff. You know, I think back to X3 and the whole 
Phoenix thing, and they just really, a lot of stuff thrown in, and the plot was just horrible, you know? Or, I don't know about the plot, but, you know, you get you get the idea. And i just really afraid that they've done the same thing with uh, Spider-Man 3. And I have a lot of worries, and I don't know, I'm wondering if you guys are feeling the same thing. And um, maybe you guys will have your review special. Uh, but, I don't know, I was just wondering what you guys were thinking. So anyway, thanks. I uh, love the podcast. Uh, see you guys. This might be time for another iFanboy intervention. Eddie, it's going to be okay. Eddie, it's going to be fine. Hey, whether this movie is any good or not... You'll still get up in the morning. It's not going to affect you in the least. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in your, your life... If it sucked before, it's still going to suck. If this is what you were hanging on for, <laughs> your, life, your life's still going to suck. <laughs> Oh, that's totally a joke. No, no. I mean, the thing is, and and this might be a good time to mention that, um, in case you haven't noticed already, we did we did go see Spider Man three, and we recorded a podcast about it. Um, if you didn't catch it, if you go back to iTunes or whatever you use for your podcast aggregator, you'll notice it's right under this week's show, so you're gonna have to download it manually and you can hear what we thought about it. Right, it's not gonna be downloaded automatically, so you have to go back right. and do it yourself. But um, the important thing to know is that we all saw it, and some of us liked it, some of us didn't like it, and. Um, I but pun- again, I they're Connor. not all the same. Yeah, yeah. we all have we different don't opinions. all think the same thing. Yeah. So, but don't worry, Eddie. It's just a movie. So, <laughs> but we spent a half an hour talking about it, so I guess we thought something. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up is uh, Aaron, who's who's bringing it to Connor. He is in a in a roundabout kind of way, while talking silly. Bonjour, fanboy. This is Aaron from Paris, and you wanted a French accent, but you got a French accent. So I'm calling Josh Connell, Aaron. Connell, last week you said that you did not uh, like uh, the Cyber Age. Well, you know, do not like the modern age? What is the problem? Every time they try to do something modern with the characters, like Superman or Spider-Man changing their costume, it is uh, nobody like. My question for you is what, uh, what is the problem? You like the Cyber Age? And it, it, you said you liked it, and then uh, all of a sudden you uh, you say it was it's bad. Anyway, I screwed up. So there's my there's my question. What is the problem with the modern age? It's probably important to mention that he also followed up with an email in English. A long one. A that long, that long was long English. One. Right, but not with an annoying prissy accent. Oh, did I say prissy? Oh, I meant French. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's like it's like you know how there's the ultimate nullifier. You're like the ultimate offender. <laughs> it was an obvious joke. I really like the French accent. Yeah, he even said in his voicemail he couldn't really express his feelings. He's too worried about the accent. So he sent us along a long um, email. Email. His main point being, why would I dislike the Silver Age when everything is the Silver Age? And the back and the background of this is that you had some gripes about the recent JSA JLA books, and that they're basically bringing back the Silver Age. Right. Exactly. That, you know. Which um, I, well, Chum, what do you think? <laughs> Sure. Well done. Good one. Uh, and your his 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 main points really were, you know, anytime they try to modernize a character, it never takes. So therefore, that shows that everybody wants the Silver Age. That's completely wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, you're missing the point. The Silver Age is not about the character. It's about a st- storytelling technique. Mm-hmm. It's the way it's the way you write a story. It's it's a black and white story. There's no moral equivocation. There's no gray area to the storytelling. There's no modern way of telling a story. It's a simple. Stories, guys, and statues, and staying with their hands on their hips and, t- and defeating the bad guy. There's no, absolutely no way of equivocating. Yeah, uh, no, no, I think that's absolutely true. And the, the other thing about about modern modern approaches not taking, I don't think that's strictly correct because if you think about it, like whenever they take a character and they and they and they change something radically, no, it doesn't usually stick because that's not what people fell in love with. But however, over time. Those characters have been added to and yeah, chiseled changed, and yeah. modernized gently. And right now, the Daredevil that we have is nothing like the Daredevil that existed. Absolutely, in the he's 60s. a modern Daredevil. He's yeah. a modern Daredevil. That's a that great doesn't point. mean that, really that they didn't that you know. That, but there was like if they didn't give him a crazy costume or something, and that didn't stick. Armor. But you know, like yeah, exactly. Bat, Batman's another one. You yeah, know. he says they they made Batman broke broken back for a year and they brought him back. That proves people want Silver Age. That doesn't no, mean that means that people didn't want the French guy. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, oh, yeah. Um, it also means that was duh planned, but um, it, it has nothing to do with with the characters. It has to do with the writers right. and how the story's written, right. and the way the stories are being written now is going back to the simpler time where there's less gray and they, they well, there's less grim and gritty. They yeah. cut off Superman's mullet. There you go. 
But yeah, Aaron, it's not about characters. It's and, about the stories. And in Aaron's email, he actually asked me as an X-Men fan, do I ever think the modern approaches to the X-Men will ever be as good as the Claremont Byrne stuff? And that's a no. <laughs> so right, but and that has however, nothing to do with this because Claremont Byrne was the beginning of the modern age. Yeah. You asked me, so. Yeah. But the other half of that though is that if those stories came out today, you'd be like, "These are strange," like because they're not written the way that they're written. They're not. I don't know about that. They're really good. They're really they're good. good. I've, been, I've been reading them on the bus, and they, they, I think those would hold up now. You don't think that they exist in the time that they they were ahead of the time when they were written? But I think it's one of those things like where they evolved. From that point, those were a very necessary point of having things evolve. But the X Men were the X Men were at least fifteen years ahead of their time. Seriously, in terms of stories right. and stuff like that, the way and, then, and then they kept going and then stopped. Right? Yeah, no, for a no, really they, long time. Yeah, or they're fifteen, or they're, in, they're fifteen ahead. In fifteen years from now, comics are going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I hope not. But um, storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Okay, so we've got a bit of a celebrity voicemail now. All right, so let's hear it. <laughs> Hulk wants to know why I fanboy no show Hulk the Love. Planet Hulk was good series. When Hulk get back to Earth, Hulk kick I fanboy butt all up and down New York City. Hulk sad. <laughs> Yay! That was awesome. I don't think that was him. <laughs> he was sad at the end. Yeah. So if you heard earlier in the podcast, I am reading um, World War Hulk. So Hulk. I hope you will call back and tell us that you're satisfied with us. Because I don't want to get smashed. Because I'm a puny human. Hulk I'm actually like not that puny. puny but to Hulk, I'm a You're punier like, than you used to be. I'm punier All than I used to be. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. Unless so, you keep eating those cookies. Where are those cookies? <laughs> um, so if you have a voicemail and you want to call... If you have a phone and you want to call us and leave a voicemail, you can call 1-888-FANBOYS. That's 1-888-326-2697. Call in and tell us your preferred mall on Long Island. I've got this voicemail. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Maybe I could forward it somewhere. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is a gay sex hotline. <laughs> Alright, we need more cookies, so we should oh, wrap this I up. I seriously have a heat headache. I just don't know why. Let's open the window. Oh Please my god. Let's wrap this we'll stop up. talking about it and finish the show. <laughs> oh. so, um, I'm going to hang out with those around comics guys. They know how to get stuff done. Well, you go do that, Josh. <laughs> they're Fine. A, they're in a well-ventilated store. We're in a small room. In Astoria. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, oh, our secret location has been revealed. <laughs> Quick, back to the mall. All right, so um, uh, so I think that wraps it up. So be sure to head to ifanboy.com and check out all the discussion there and the various threads in the pick of the week. Tell us what you thought was good this week and what cookies you like. Yes, and if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at contact.ifanboy.com about anything you want. And if it's good, we'll put it on the show and tell us where you're from in the email. Uh, we just talked about leaving a voicemail, so I'm not going to do that again. Well, but speaking of voicemail, um, every Wednesday we have um, a great... Oh, no, am I off my schedule? No, no, I'm right on schedule. So every Wednesday um, we have another another show, a video podcast, also called iFanboy. And um, you can see that at revision3.com slash iFanboy or just go to iFanboy.com every Wednesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time. And this week... We're talking voicemails. Yeah, we're so doing you some voicemails. So if you haven't heard your voicemail, we're going to listen to them. We're going to listen to them. We're going to just talk about yeah. the cons. So. If you have, remember a we got that call? That was hilarious. That was funny. Remember <laughs> when that person <laughs> called? And that was yeah. So um, so For thirty minutes, to, it's going to be like that. To revision 3com slash ifanboy. Yes, um, and uh, if if you're so inclined and you want to see what happens in the world of ancient ifanboy practices, you can go to the Frapper Map, uh, which is f r a p p r dot com slash ifanboy. Um, and you can stick your pin in there. It's actually really cool because you can look and see where all the other people are and see some of their faces and whatnot. Um, you could go to any of the various spaces. and with this, There's too many of these now. Let's see. We've got myspace.com slash ifanboy, comicspace.com slash ifanboy. Facebook, Facebook is not slash. You just oh. got to search for us. There's no... So you go to facebook.com, type in ifanboy. Yeah. There shouldn't be another one. And if there is, let us know. We have to talk to them. And we'll see uh, And then verb, V-I-R-B dot com slash ifanboy. And I which is... the, the verb and the Facebook have been exploding. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Be- because they're bored with MySpace and ComicSpace. Exactly. Yeah. So. Also <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, you can oh, be our, yeah. Be our Netflix Netflix.com slash iFanboy. Um, no, no, no. Our own personal Right, no, friend. but they can sign up and then yes. be our friend. Uh, In also, fact, we'll only be friends with people who sign up via Netflix.com slash <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. If you want to help us out, you can go to any of the podcast aggregators and vote for us or leave us reviews. You can go to uh, iTunes, uh, whereas we found out Around Comics have pulled way ahead of us, so we would like some more reviews. Oh, it's not a race. No, no, they have more than us, and they know it. 
Oh, really? I was, oh, it's at the end of the that. show. I said, oh, you guys right, have 100. Yeah. We have 80-something. They're yeah. like, yeah, we know. We're up to 90-something now. Okay. Like, well, yeah, yeah so, so get out there on iTunes and write reviews for the uh, audio and the video show. Yeah, for the, uh, yeah, for the video show as well. But, so yeah. that Tom Caters can suck it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm picturing his face. No, there he goes. And, and if you didn't hear that, you can go to roundcomics.com and you can hear Josh was um, yeah, on Josh both was our on shows last week. So. I, I had a lot of fun with them. It was fun. So... Um, and if you uh, want to donate some cash, you can go to donate uh, ifanboy.com slash donations, or you can go to the donate button on the front page of ifanboy.com. Yep, some donations. That's far too much. <laughs> donations and voicemails. So if you yes. got them sitting around, just to send them our way. We'll donate voicemail. There you go. <laughs> voicemail donations. So, um, let's kill it. All right, let's open the window. My name's Ron. I'm Josh. I am Connor. And there it is. Oh, There's the, the freeze. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet.